The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, Watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Saint Augustine begins his most famous work, the Confessions, with a sentence that is known to many of us, if not most of us. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. That in itself would give us a lot to think about. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. The restless heart. We should all have one. Our hearts are meant to be restless. There's something for which we should be concerned, something for which we should be longing, something we should be wanting, and in particular, something we should be uh, prepared for. We're on the watch, as our Lord says. We're paying attention. We haven't become drowsy. We haven't fallen asleep, as the apostles did in the garden. They weren't alert. They weren't paying attention. When the time came, they weren't prepared. They weren't ready. They had failed to heed what our Lord had said. Today's gospel is pretty direct about that. Our Lord says it several times. Be watchful. Be alert. Watch. These are the last words that he speaks in St. Mark's gospel before he goes into his passion. The last words of advice that he gives them before going to his death, to watch, to watch for his coming. You know, I was traveling somewhere with someone once, some years ago, before the days of cell phones. We were driving along, and he insisted that I stop at a gas station so that he could use a payphone to check on copper futures. (laughs) Never having been even remotely concerned about copper futures... Then or now, I have to admit, uh, I was somewhat curious. And he said, well, you know, uh, copper futures tell you a lot. Copper means something. It affects our lives in a lot of ways. For instance, the housing market. And then he gave me a number of examples of what copper can tell you about the world in which we live and about the stock market. 
He was always watching that. He was alert. He knew that if he wasn't, he would never be able to do well in his business. He was a broker. He had to watch. And it wasn't just a matter of watching occasionally. It was a matter of watching ticker tape to see what was going on from day to day, from moment to moment, actually. The world is like that, and we are too, aren't we? We're alert for certain things. We're watching, but it depends on how compelling we think they they are. The coming of God doesn't seem to bother us that much. He's coming into our lives now and at the end of time, at the moment of death. But that's the only thing in the end worth watching for. There are other things we have to watch for, and they're good things too because they're part of life. We know what they are. You have to be alert in business. You have to watch. You have to do that same things with your families, with friends, with those we love. Even in recreation, we have to be alert and to watch. But in the matters of God, we aren't so much that way. Our prayer life isn't so much that way. It's always interesting to me that of the things we actually plan into our lives, one of the things we are least likely to plan and structure is our spiritual life. And that's essential. I remember seeing a line from a Benedictine abbot in a hospital waiting room once that said, until we are convinced that prayer is the most important thing in our lives, we will not have time for prayer. A good thought, at least a true one. Uh, That's the thing we should schedule first. Now, it may be that we have to be flexible in that, obviously, because there are other things that dominate our time in a different way. But that should be the first thing that we plan in our lives. Uh, There are those people who want to think that prayer is only spontaneous. No, no, no. Is business spontaneous? No. Is your family life only spontaneous? No. There are spontaneous moments, certainly. And we can always pray at a spontaneous moment, but we have to plan it first. Important things we plan. Trivial things, well, they come and go. They can be spontaneous. So our Lord is warning us about our relationship to him and our love for him, that sort of watchfulness. Now, you and I know, for instance, that if we are expecting someone who is important in our lives, it may be someone we love, maybe someone, who, again, who is coming on business, it may be for any number of reasons, but someone whom we really want to see or know that we have to see, that we are going to be alert and watchful. In fact, we're going to be busy, aren't we? We're going to be preparing externally and internally for that person's arrival. It'll be the most important thing in our lives at that moment, until that person arrives. I remember years ago, we were waiting for some relatives to arrive. We hadn't seen in a long time. My mother had gone to a great deal of trouble to prepare her for their arrival with food and so on. And we were sort of pacing around waiting for them to arrive because they were rather um, upscale people and rather demanding too. And a friend of mine was there who had a rather strange sense of humor and we saw the car pull into the driveway and he said to us all, all right, places everyone. (laughs) And it was that sort of waiting and preparation. And these were just, you know, relatives and friends. Our Lord tells us that we have to watch for him above all. Uh, So we have come then to be on the watch. And we are here in particular to do it. uh, Because it's here that we actually begin to experience the one who is to come. Here we know he's going to come. And very shortly, too. We are alert. From, there was a time, you remember, and some places still don't use bells at Mass anymore. 
I've always liked bells. Bells are a, a symbol of the entrance of God. That's what they became the symbol of, that God was about to enter into our lives and into our world in a unique way. We use them here, too, sort of watchfulness. But that should be always in our lives because the Lord is always coming to us. He's coming now, obviously in the Eucharist, the greatest presence that we have. He comes to us in the flesh. But he comes at every single moment. We aren't attuned to that, are we? We just don't think that way. But he is. He will come in the people we meet. He will come in every event that we experience over the course of our lives. But we aren't prepared for that. We're looking for something else. And we shouldn't be. Our focus should be only on him and on his arrival. Then everything else in our lives takes on the place it's supposed to. Then our lives are in balance. You know, it's strange sometimes when somebody celebrates, or let's say a birthday, for instance, someone, they'll say, well, I'm a year older, and someone is bound to say, well, that's better than the alternative. <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> Depends on the alternative. I'm not so sure of that. In fact, I'm quite certain that there, are some, there is something better and there is an alternative that is also. And we have to be watchful and alert for its coming. In any event, those words of St. Augustine should come back to us often. If our heart is restless, that's a good sign. If we are content, it's not. Because we've forgotten where we're going and who's coming. We might keep that as our thought for the week. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people rejoicing in the advent of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that our members will always be watchful and alert, prepared for the coming of the Lord into their lives, especially the Church suffering, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, that we may rise above worldly things in preparation for the Lord coming now and at the end of time, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, for those who bear the cross of Christ in any way, that they may know that they are preparing for his coming in their suffering, for those who are greatly tempted, for those who have ceased to watch, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will be visible signs of the Lord's coming in our world, for a greater reverence for the witness of marriage and the single life in that way, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy. And having prepared themselves, they may then be ready to prepare us. We pray to the Lord. Lord for the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, who all have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed.
and for all of us here, that our lives will reflect our watchfulness. We will always be prepared spiritually for the Lord's coming and always growing in the grace that we have received. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord as we sing. 